Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn, and for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Well, Dylan, you're right. It's going to be an interesting show. It's going to be a wild ride. I don't know what's going to happen because we have Jeff Daly in the studio. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> um, for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns, and I'm your host, Donna Quinn. And today, we're going to be talking about clowning around in Astoria with Jeff Daly. And he has a companion in the studio with him, too, and we will meet Emily Rivera in a minute. For folks who don't know Jeff Daly, Jeff Daly is an Astorian. He's an original thinker. He's a clown car joy train owner, Astoria underground creator, iconoclastic. And Jeff Daly is here in the studio. We're going to find out what he's up to in downtown Astoria and beyond. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Donna. And does this give you a clue of he, what we're up to? Yes, I'm very concerned. He's wearing a uh, T-shirt that says Troublemaker. Yep, that's yep, me. That's yep. what the show is going to be about today. It's going to be about some trouble here. And fun. Yes. And we also have in the studio Emily Rivera. Emily is known as Comedian Public Emily Number 1. She also works with the Classic County Historical Society, and she is an Astoria Underground Tour Guide. Good morning, Emily. Good morning, Donna. I'm very happy to have you here. Today. I am, too, and I know far too well what clowning around with Jeff is like, so I'm glad to be here. Yes, well, good. Well, be, you know, we're going to talk to Jeff about his background in history, and who knows where that's going to take us, but <laughs> why don't we go ahead and start off, Emily, with letting the listening audience know a bit about yourself. Um, I'm Emily Rivera. I was born Emily Gill. I'm from Salem, Oregon, and I've lived in Astoria for about 15 years now. And what have you been doing during that 15 years? Um, well, when I first moved here, I was a recently divorced mother of three small young sons. And uh, so I went to, when I got here, I decided to finish up my degree and went to Clatsop County or Clatsop Community College. I'm so used to saying Clatsop County Historical Society. I went to Clatsop Community College um, and I inevitably ended up with a degree in accounting. I went on and worked on an online degree at Eastern Oregon University. Um, and then I had a bookkeeping job for a while and then I decided that I wanted something bigger than that and I wanted something that had some meaning to it. So when I heard about the job opening at the Clatsop County Historical Society, I went I went for that and I love my job. So so you're an accountant in the daytime. You do underground tours in the evening and you're also a comedian. So let's talk about that because most people's perspective on accountants, um I don't know that you'd think that <laughs> well, you know. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I agree. Okay. So how did that all happen, Emily? So it's kind of funny, but um I was doing this accounting thing and I really loved it, but something, something wasn't, so it was, so wasn't working for me. So I took to Twitter in my evenings and I would, I would joke around on Twitter and it kind of blew up and, um, I had an opportunity to do, uh, to do an audition for a show on Comedy Central inevitably. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm a funny person. Maybe this is a thing. So I decided to try it and, and I went to some open mics and then I started doing stand up at the Labor Temple, um, Terry and Todd have been awesome about bringing comedy to Astoria and they bring out of town comedians and I got to know out of town comedians and I've gotten chances to do comedy in Portland and it's really helped me find the creative person that's inside of me. So, so that, um, and then inevitably I met Jeff Daly and the underground tours and that's a really fun way to also be creative and learn and, and integrate the historical part of things I've been learning about Astoria with the kind of entertainer creative person in me. And is there a particular theme to your comedy? 
So I'm a pretty blue comedian. She swears sometimes. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've oh. heard her say cuss words. No, I'm not in the studio this not, morning. Not on the right? radio. Oh, well behaved. Usually I'm here. the only one that says cuss words, right? <laughs> you are a dangerous <clears throat> person, yes. So Emily, okay, so you so talk blue, about- So blue comedy is the kind of comedy we can't talk about on the radio. Cuss words. Cuss words. Okay, and Swear Labor words. Temple, that's pretty much where you perform, and in Portland. Yeah, I also do a lot of, um, I really like writing song parodies. So kind of maybe like a low-rent Weird Al. <laughs> All right. I hope the listening audience understands what that means. <laughs> so I take songs that exist and I rewrite the lyrics to be about something else. Yes. Which which you're going to be introduced to maybe someday. But uh, so, yeah, that's what I do. I also really like one-liners. And so last night I did stand-up comedy for my 41st birthday. I got asked to do comedy, and it happened to be on my birthday, so I decided to do 41 one-liners about what I think about the world. So I kind of like trying different things, but... Do you have a couple of one-liners you could tell us right now? They got cuss words. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have one. Then I have you one. just oh, have, you have to one? go see. Give I have one. one. You have one line that doesn't have a cuss word. Okay. Yeah. I have I have a few. Give us one. Okay. Um, Three, two, bet- one. <laughs> better late than never is very true. Except for in the case of home invasions. That one takes people too long. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have a cuss word. I'd rather never have a home invasion than a late one. Okay. Thanks. She'll get it. She'll get it later. Yes. Yes. Should have been there for the birthday. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, and now let's move right along to thank you, Emily, very much. I think it would be very fun to see your program. and Jeff Daly, please tell the listening audience about yourself. Oh, Donna, hello there. Good morning. Thank you for inviting us on again. Um, class of 69, that's the way I always started off. That tells you you're from Astoria. Astoria graduate, class of 69, born and raised here in Astoria. Uh, left town for 30 years to go down to California and do TV camera work. And retired, and where else would I go afterwards except back here to Astoria, our hometown, the place we love. And how long have you actually been back in Astoria? Been back now for about nine years. And as soon as I got back to Astoria, I just sort of fell back into my love and appreciation of the history of Astoria, which means cars. I started buying a lot of cars and integrating that into my lifestyle. And you have a particular relationship with one car because of your father. Yes, and it's not just because it goes backwards, but it's the uh, original Astoria clown car, the 1948 Chrysler that the Astoria clowns used back when they began uh, almost 60 years ago now. And that car was used into the purpose and the principle of getting our bridge built, the one that we have there today that gets us to Washington. Uh, Willis Van Dusen, our mayor, some 20-some years, we know that. He says the bridge we have over there, he goes, that bridge was built by a bunch of clowns. Uh, the Astoria Clowns are given a lot of credit to being able to have that done and built in 1966. And your father was an Astoria Clown. He was one of the original founders. And uh, as a tribute to the Clowns and the history and all they've done for Astoria, I was able to find the original Astoria Clown car over in the desert in Shanico, uh, brought it back to Astoria, and had to do some serious rebuilding on it because it was not in very good shape. So I ended up taking a perfectly good van, cut the body off of it, took the body off the clown car frame, and put it on my van frame. But the only way it would fit on would be backwards. backwards. So I think if you've seen the car driving through town, it's made you do a double take and a double look. But yes, that's the clown car. It's not really driving backwards. It just 
looks like it's going backwards. Yes, and that creates a lot of joy downtown. It does. It does. And you also were pretty well known. Obviously, when you moved back to Astoria nine years ago, things got much more exciting for downtown Astoria because of all the uh, creative, interesting things you chose to do. And one of the things you've had you had for many years was the glam tram. The Glam Tram, it was actually a, a people mover back at the L.A. Zoo back in the early 60s. I found it in a wrecking yard, uh, looked at it and said, this is way too cool. We can't let it go to the cruncher. So took that, rebuilt it, and yes, it was an icon, became an icon of Astoria quite quickly. And unfortunately, I had to sell it. I had to go away because my insurance went up to $10,000 a year. So the, uh, the Glam Tram is now up in Cougar, Washington on a private property. It's in search of Bigfoot, and from what I hear, it's a guaranteed sighting that you will see Bigfoot when you are riding the Glam Tram. Right, and for people who don't know what the Glam Tram is, it was an open-air... Well, Open-air thing without seatbelts, doors, windows, and an open <laughs> fire pit. So I just don't understand why the insurance companies <laughs> said no to me on that, and they wanted $10,000 a year. Oh, it's a real mystery, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So strange. You know, Jeff, you are up to so many things. I'm not even sure where we should start. Where do you think we should start with all of the things that are going on with you in a story that, that folks might want to know about? Well, we could talk about it or wait a second. I Maybe have an we, idea. What's that? Should we? Should we do what I what I like to do most? Oh, yeah. Sing about it? I think we should do that. Oh, All right. This is a little scary right now. All right. Here we go. What do you think? You Let's sing. Okay. Yeah. This All is right. my favorite part. Uh-oh. Emily? I'm getting ready? in the groove. I'm Here ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. You start off because I don't know where this is going to go. I'll take it. Okay. Yikes. Astorians. There's a fun guy in town. His train in bubbles. They spread joy all around, he built the underground. He's a son of a clown, there's no need to be unhappy. Hey guys, I got the car with the show, brought you the glam tram. A mobile party to go, what am I up to? Listen up, you will know many ways to have a good time. It must be Jeff D. Wait a second, that's my name. It must be Jeff D. I don't want to hear my name. Listen up, Donna Quinn. You are gonna enjoy the updates on what's up with all of my toys. It must be Jeff D. That's my name again. Stop it. Enough already. Oh, but wait, there is more to tease just a little. An Astoria Underground definite feel. Astorians, there are tunnels to see, stories of the underground. A-Town's rich history, tour with Jeff Ray, Chad and me, Emily, but you've got to go spelunking. Tickets for the tour, you can't beat over a thousand. Have accomplished this feat, you see the clown car and what's under the streets, but you have to go splunking. Donna, can you even spell splunking? Spl- oh, gosh. It's a tough it's, one. That, that is a tough one. You want to go splunking with us some point? Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go. That sort of gives you the idea of the song. We have been splunking, having fun. Emily, you created this song just off the top of your head, just just like that? That's what she does. That's I'm what I do. <laughs> Jeff will message me. And say, in 10 minutes, I need a song about yada, yada, yada. 
And this one I got more advance notice, though. Yeah, boom shakalaka, she comes through. But this is the kind of fun we have on underground tours is that you never know what's going to happen. Well, wait, let's talk about some things that have been referred to because we're definitely going to talk about the underground tours, which I've been fortunate enough to be on. Yeah. And um, and are terrific. Uh but the the uh, song refers to a train with bubbles. You want to tell us what that is? The Joy Train. Uh, the American Legion here in town. They used to have a train, and it was a uh, it was an acknowledgement of two. It's called the Forty and Eight. Back in World War One, when soldiers were sent to Europe, uh, they either went to the front lines on a train, forty guys, or eight horses. Hence the name Forty and Eight. Uh, there was an old parade vehicle that was in town. It just ran out of steam, ran out of people to take care of it. It was rusting, rotting, going to get thrown away and recycled. I spotted it one day, and guess what? Like the clown car, I grabbed it, brought it back, found a motorhome, ripped the body off of it, put the train body on it, and guess what? The train drives on the backwards. street backwards. Yeah, backwards again. I don't. I've got this <laughs> backwards thing going on. It's. Uh, I don't know if it has to do with dyslexia or what is it, but it's, yes. But the train is filled with bubbles, bells, and whistles. I think you may have heard it a time or two. Yes, if you're in a downtown Astoria on a Friday or Saturday night, you'll probably see the train. You'll probably hear the train, the joy train. Five o'clock whistle. If Fort George isn't blowing it, we are blowing it for them. And are you taking passengers on the joy train? What 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 is uh, the purpose of the joy train? Well, we know the purpose is to bring joy and happiness when people see it on the street and you're driving it. That's true. But unfortunately, the train falls into the same category that the Glam Tram does. Is on Insurance would be $10,000 a year. So the joy train basically is my car now. All right. And I'll pull into a store and somebody will stand there looking at this 32-foot long train going, what is that? And I just love to look at them and go, train no you just it's my ride train yeah just a train yeah just just a train Mm -hmm. that's what you say just a train okay all right well i wish we could have a visual here on the radio i know it isn't that we're missing that yeah we're missing the visual of the joy train so the joy train is continuing to take you and your friends all around town Um, and kids i'm sorry but i don't insurance or not kids get rides on the train kids love the train they just there's something there's an innocence about it that kids dig it. I give out whistles to them. We have little train hats and stuff. And many a parent have said, I wish you hadn't given them the train whistle to bring home with them. <laughs> oh, trains are wonderful, though, actually. I've been I've been hearing some train stories from a new friend, Charlie Becker, just moved here um, from Astoria. He's a mandolin player, and he, he loves trains. Lots of people love trains. Everybody loves trains. I think it's just part of our growing up and our childhood. So it's, a, it's yet another vehicle. It's fun to get on the streets and let people celebrate with. Good thing you have some mechanical abilities, along with all these kind of creative, wild ideas you seem to wake up with every morning. Yeah, vodka helped. Oh, okay. (laughs) If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn, and today we're talking about clowning around in Astoria with Jeff Daly. Uh, Jeff uh, created the Astoria Underground. We just have been talking about the Joy Train. He's definitely an iconoclast and... um, and an eccentric Astorian, and we need those here. We're also uh, talking in the studio with Emily Rivera. Emily is comedian, public Emily number one. She performs at the Labor Temple. In the daytime, she works at Classic County Historical Society doing accounting work. Right. I'm the business manager, so I do accounting and um, and people management. Yeah, oh, p- accounting and people management. Mm, okay, yeah. math and psychology. I love it. And then uh, Emily is also an underground tour guide. So, um, Jeff, 
what is the Underground Tour and what made you decide to do that? I mean, and maybe we should talk about when folks are walking in downtown Astoria, they see these little glass squares. Mm -hmm. Why don't you talk about what those mean and then what's kind of under those glass squares? All through the streets of Astoria, you'll see the squares that have glass in them. And originally where those came from was the turn of the century when Astoria was rebuilt in 1923, after our devastating fire, those were put into the sidewalks to illuminate underneath the sidewalks before they had electricity. Uh, you'll see them all around town. There is underneath Astoria. There are underneath the sidewalks and underneath the streets. And when I rented a garage downtown to build the Joy Train in, it's all open to the access because it used to be an auto garage. And people would come down and go, wow, this is cool. You can go underneath the sidewalks and streets. And I thought about it. And I said, yes, you can. And Maybe we should. So we designed and developed and put together an underground tour of Astoria. Um, It's not really a lot of underground. We go underneath the streets. We talk about it, but it's great history. We have three tour guides that do it, sometimes four, sometimes five tour guides. It's a fun little show. We've uh, had over 1,500 people already that have taken the tour. What did you learn? And I'm going to ask Emily the same question. What did you learn when you first started thinking about Astoria Underground? And then you had to do some research because so much of it is the presentation. We don't have an underground like the Pendleton Underground, which is uh, Seattle. And yeah, exactly. And so, else, yes. so you really created a story about the underground, which is which is vital and important to the tour. Uh, what did you learn that surprised you? Well, as we know, Astoria is rich with history, and uh, it was, it's in a, we've had so many people that have just moved to Astoria uh, take the tour, and they come to us and say, thank you. You have not only told us the history of Astoria, but you've done it in a fun way. Uh, Chad, one of our tour guides, is he does it with such vivacious happiness. He loves to tell the story of Astoria, burning down, how it happened, how it got fixed. We take sometimes some boring stuff like, how do you pour concrete? And we make it into an interesting story about the rebuild of our town. I mean, we do love to look at walls. Yeah, we look at walls, too. and Lots things of like walls. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be there to check it out. Well, walls tell a story. I mean, you're, again, you're, it's context. People need to understand history in context. And so that's what you all try to do. Yes. Yeah. 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 We do that. And uh, we actually, the clown car is part of the story. And we talk about the clowns and how they were instrumental in that story. It's a... It's just a good way to spend an hour. All right. That's the Astoria Underground. How can people find out more about that? The website, oldastoria.com. That's where we have our schedule, our times, stories about it. It's on and Facebook, And people buy too. tickets in advance. I know the holidays mm-hmm. are coming in, so a lot of times you have families that want to all do it together. And we got stocking stuffers. Well, that sounds like commercial now, doesn't it? You can call and get our stocking stuffer for a ticket. Yes. It's hard to believe we're well, already Christmas holidays. is really difficult to shop for, and sometimes you have someone who has everything. So it is a good gift, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Everybody should have do the underground at least experience. once. And Jeff... I understand that you are going to apparently be writing a book. Well, I'm not going to write it. I'm going to tell stories. Somebody else will do the writing. Um, With my experience, 30 years in the business of television, I ran into a lot of interesting situations around the world. And often you'll tell the story and somebody will say, you should write a book. And I always responded like, no. I mean, I don't want to hear or read a book about me. But then I keep thinking about it going, yeah should write a book. So it's going to be, I guess, what you call a memoir. Uh, Somebody else actually writes it, but it's going to be a little story about growing up in Astoria, uh, things that happened to me, things that happened to other people, and then it's going to be sort of a, uh, 
it's going to be a surprise book. It's going to probably be a three- to four-year project. And I think the title of the book is? You Should Write a Book. <laughs> I actually Googled it. I don't think it's been that title's been used yet. That's I mean, it's funny. trying to come up with a title for a, a movie or a book that hasn't been used. You Should Write a Book. I don't think that title's been used. Well, I guess you'll find out soon enough. I guess we'll find out when we yeah, get sued. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And then there's a Christmas tree lighting that somehow you know something about. And maybe we could talk a little bit about that right now. Well, Christmas is around the corner. Is it too soon to talk about Christmas? I can hear people going, oh, no, please. Come on. Costco had Christmas decorations three months ago. So we can talk Christmas. Uh Tim O'Brien is Mr. Christmas. There's the Christmas Club in Astoria. They are the ones that, by volunteers, uh, all donated money, they put up all the Christmas lights downtown. They put up all the decorations. Tim and his wife uh, found them at an auction at a garage sale. They've got them. They rebuilt them. Well, Tim's been at it again, and now he has picked up a 27-foot-tall Christmas tree from the city of Warrington, which he has rebuilt, relit, and we are going to introduce that. Well, we, Tim, is going to introduce it with a bunch of other volunteers to Astoria on November 30th. It's going to be a little lighting ceremony at 6 o'clock. It's going to be in an unusual location. It's not going to be downtown because of... Um, I, well, all right, wait um, a second. Um, yeah. On, on mm-hmm. November 30th... Yes. In downtown Astoria, there is the tradition at the Liberty Theater of the... Turning on the lights. Christmas lights. At 5.30. Yes, at 5.30. And Santa's there. Yep. And a lot of folks come downtown with their children. It's a great event, yeah. Everybody shows up. And so the Christmas lights throughout downtown Astoria will be lit. But there's not an actual Christmas tree in downtown Astoria. No, there hasn't been. And we used to have one in the old days. Mm -hmm. We used to have a Christmas tree all the time back in the 50s and the 60s. It was a great tradition. And that's, it's sort of like Rockefeller Square in New York. That's where it all started was around the tree. We tried to get this tree put down by the Liberty in somewhere, but it was basically, no, you can't do it because it may be considered to be offensive to people to have a Christmas tree. So okay. it's going on private property instead. And it's going on the private property of Joe's Mobile Station. Joe's Mobile Station across, across from the Maritime Museum. Right. They've got a big spot there. We've got a spot lined up, and we're going to put a Christmas tree there. And you're going to have hot cider and music, and the Joy Train will be there. And Santa Claus. Yeah, we're going to have a big ceremony at 6 o'clock following the downtown lighting ceremony. So people are welcome to come by, sit there and get a picture with Santa. So you're expanding the event that's happening, the Christmas tree lights downtown, I mean the Christmas lighting downtown, Mm -hmm. and then the Christmas tree itself, which is going to now be introduced at the gas station. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, again, creative thinking, other solutions. You that's tried right. to work with Think the... outside the box sometimes. You tried, so. that's right, because it didn't work for you to work, um, have it downtown. Yeah. Um, and so now you're doing something different, as you yep. always do. Yep, yep. A Christmas tree offensive to somebody. I just can't imagine that. Oh, well, we found a spot for it. And the spot you found for it is kind of unusual because... Well, the spot where it's going would be to perhaps the spot where those people that might be offended by Christmas tree, where they own and live it. Joe and Mo, who have it, they're both Muslims. Uh, They do not believe in Christmas. Their religion doesn't celebrate it. But uh, they celebrate community. And they said, we want that tree here because it's part of community, and they give to the community. They're two of the greatest guys you'll find downtown that are always there saying, yes, we will, yes, we will give. 
Estuary is made up of volunteers. It's made up of people with great heart and grit who really want to contribute to our community. Yes. And And that's what's great about it is we have new people coming here that embrace that attitude and continue it on. Absolutely. They volunteer. They they become engaged with the community. Uh, Emily, what have you learned about Estuary and about just, I don't know, having a fun time during throughout your life by working with Jeff Daly? Um, I think... I think I knew about Astoria and things about Astoria, but I didn't really understand everything that went into it. There have been so many things that have happened in Astoria that just don't happen other places. There's such a rich history of different kinds of people coming to town, innovating, doing different things. Um, Some wickedness in town that we talk about um, that you don't get everywhere. And it's fascinating to learn all those things that went into bringing Astoria to what it is today. Um, from, from Jeff, I, I think hanging out with Jeff has reinforced something I have always felt myself. And that is don't stop playing. You never stop playing. When you're an adult, you keep playing, you keep having fun. That's what brings joy to life. And, and I think, um, I really love the under, I call it my underground tour family because not only do we research and we learn about the history of Astoria and it gives me a chance to talk to people like John Gutenberger, pick their brain and learn about the history, but I also get to enjoy my time learning how to take that history and make it relatable for other people and then just have fun and laugh with my tour guides. Yes, I think also Jeff is a great example of someone who does not take no for an answer. If someone says no, he just figures a different way to get to yes. <laughs> Even when he's retired. Yeah, that's right. You're supposed to be retired, and yet I you're am. still stirring things up. I just haven't grown up. up yet. Oh, okay. I so, like to think of this Christmas tree project as this is your your house's Christmas tree, and Astoria is your house. There you go. I'm going with that. I like yeah. that. I like that. It's okay to do that when you're retired. Okay. We just have a few minutes left. Um, Emily, any last thing that you'd like the listening audience to know? Just please come do an underground tour. It's so much fun. And I promise you've lived in Astoria your whole life. You're going to learn something. Yeah. Yeah. I think Astorians um, really will benefit from learning more of their history. We know the big things. We know about Lewis and Clark. We know about John Jacob Astor. Maybe. Maybe. But we can learn more. And you're going to experience it in a way that it's not something you're going to experience anywhere else. And it's just fun for kids it's fun for adults we have seniors from milwaukee that were coming every week and they just loved it yeah we've had uh, i think 87 folks come over from long beach now uh from the senior center over there they just think it's a great old time right how to make history come yeah. alive be relevant yep. to today jeff daly well what else would you like to say um obviously we heard the song the oh, jeff yeah. daly song that's going to be in your head for the rest of the day now, i isn't think it? it will be you'll probably be cussing me out for that don't say cussle around emily D-A-L-Y. oh that's a four-letter word <laughs> jeff daly yes donna what else would you like the listening audience to know or think about, about um, yourself, about Astoria, about anything you'd like to say that's, you know, kind of within It's Christmas sort of... season, pass it on. It's Christmas pass it season, on. pass it on. Well, what, wait, but what is the Christmas season? Is that like the Aloha it's, spirit? It, it's dark, yeah, it's just the season is here when you're, when you're at the uh, coffee shop drive through and you look in your mirror and you see somebody there, buy them a coffee, pass it on. Be kind. Be kind. If you see somebody, give them a big hello and see if they need a hand doing something, pass it on. That's what we need to do is pass it on to each other. And let's get back together as a community and let us all know that we can do it together. Kindness and generosity. Yeah. So very yeah. important. Along with troublemaking, apparently. A little apparently. bit of trouble. Yeah. 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 Um, with a T. 
Okay. Well, we appreciate that. Well, I am very grateful that the two of you took time out from your busy schedules, uh, creating exciting things here in downtown Astoria and beyond. And um, a reminder that if you are interested in knowing what's happening, you can go to oldastoria.com. That that tells a lot about what you're doing. Um, And today, thank you so much, Emily Rivera. Emily has been... um, my guest today, uh, she is a comedian, Public Emily Number 1, performing at the Labor Temple. Um, you'll also see her as an underground tour guide and at the Classic County Historical Society. And Jeff Daly, well, he is everywhere. Maybe we'll blow the 5 o'clock whistle today. Oh, that sounds Ooh. great. And you Let's know what I like that. to do every once in a while? I'll do it like 20 minutes early or something just to throw Fort George off and everybody will hear it. And they'll go, oh, it's time to, well, wait, it's only 20 to 5. But I heard the whistle. We can go home now. Well, we do need to shake up reality sometimes, don't we? Yeah, indeed. I agree. Absolutely. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for having us. And Dylan Hauserschock, thank you for being the extraordinary engineer you are. Appreciate your help. Nice work on the music there, Dylan. Good work. D-A-L-Y. <laughs> and um, my gratitude to local talented banjo instructor Michael Bruin for his original theme music for this program. Until next week, find a moment for yourself today. But you know what? We're going to take that moment right now together. Let's all take a deep breath. We should all do this all the time. It is so good for body, mind, and spirit. And then with gratitude, focus on all the good things in your life, the things that are going well. There will always be things that aren't, but focus on the things that aren't with gratitude. And then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, for doing the best you can because everyone is and you are unique. And for being here now in this moment, the only moment which exists, the now moment on the amazing planet we call Earth. Support for Talk of Our Towns comes in part from Our Coast Weekend, your source for arts and entertainment news in the Columbia Pacific. Published weekly in the Wednesday Chinook Observer, the Thursday Daily Historian, and online at discoverourcoast.com.